Hey, Grace Athens. We wanted to come to you today on Martin Luther King and give you some things to reflect on uh, during this time. We wanted to also expound upon Acts 16 that we shared about yesterday, and we think that it fits uh, very nicely uh, in this uh, MLK day. And so looking at Acts 16, wanted to start in verse 9. It says this, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging them to say, Come to Macedonia and help us. And then Paul felt gripped by this, and he felt, God has called us to preach the gospel to them. Then, in verse 12, they go to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia. They spend a few days there, and on the Sabbath day, they went outside of the gate to the riverside, where they were supposed to have a time of prayer. And when they sat down, they spoke to the women who had come together. One who had heard them was a woman named Lydia, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And after she was baptized, her household as well, she said something to them. We'll get to that in just a second. So what we see happening in this passage is that Paul gets a vision from Jesus about going to Macedonia. And as they go to Macedonia, they, they think they're supposed to go to this leading city, this city of Philippi, where there are former uh, soldiers there, there are former government officials there, there's a lot of money there. But after spending a couple of days there, they went outside the city. They went beyond the boundaries. They went into more of the margins. And as they went, they met someone named Lydia. And when they met Lydia, they also uh, met her whole friends and family. And her heart was open to God. She was baptized and her whole family was baptized. From their time in Philippi to the time that Lydia is baptized, there are so many boundaries, like we shared yesterday, that are crossed. There is an ethnic boundary with Macedonia. There's a religious boundary that's crossed. There is a, a financial boundary that's crossed. They move from a place of wealth to a place where there's not much wealth. And then they even cross a social boundary by engaging with this woman named Lydia, and they even write her name down, which you're not supposed to do in these texts, and they use her first name, and they use her as the leader of the household. And so what we see here is that the gospel is crossing all of these boundaries to move into the margins. And I think about this with Martin Luther King during the civil rights movement. Yes, he spoke at D.C., but he also spoke at Selma and Birmingham, Atlanta, Memphis, and many other cities that we may not even know of that he traveled to because he moved to care for the people in the margins. He wanted to bring racial justice to the unjust. And with someone like Lydia and her time and the way that she was outside of the city, that there was people, there was a group, there was her family that was in the margins or marginalized. And we see that Jesus cares for the ones on the margins. We also see that Martin Luther King is someone who moves to the margins to bring about racial justice to, to those who may have been pushed to the side. 
But not only that, should we care for the ones who um, have been treated unfairly with uh, systemic racism. Uh, not only should we uh, just see and have uh, maybe a conversation with those who have been treated unfairly around us, but there's something else that happens in this last verse. It, she says this, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And we end up seeing that they stay together. I think this is fascinating because it doesn't, it, it's not only where they have a one-time conversation, but that they get under the same roof. They probably have meals together as family and as disciples, and they share together. I, I I don't know if you've had this experience lately because of COVID or if you can remember this, but uh, just think about the last time you had a rich conversation around a table. There are life-changing conversations that happen around a meal. You don't just eat together. Uh, you don't just uh, share things on the surface, but there are things that come out like how their day was, what's going on in their circumstances. Maybe there's even some things that they're struggling with or maybe some frustrations they have or some celebrations or things that they're thankful for. There's all of these things that happen around a meal or a table under a roof. And I think for us as Grace Athens, there is this vision that is put in place is that we would gather together in a home. Now, being COVID conscious, we can get together with different platforms like social media, phone calls, Zoom, FaceTimes, you name it. There's different ways that we can do this, but there is this vision in front of Grace Athens about getting around a table with, here's the key thing about this whole passage, with people who look differently than us, act differently than us, and think differently than us. And the reason being is so that we would see, yes, the humanity, the creation uh, of who God has made people to be. And even in that as well, because they are made in the image of God, we also get to taste God more by being together, that we can see God in our conversations with someone who looks, thinks, and acts differently than us, that we can come to say, we need to understand you, your story, where you've come from, your struggles, your frustrations, more than we need to be uh, understood. And we get to see this in this passage, but this is the thing that Martin Luther King also pushed us to. This is the vision, the dream that he gave us. And it says in Proverbs, without vision, the people perish. And so this vision of sitting at a table with someone who may look or think or act differently than us is something to go after because God is there. And Martin Luther King recognized this during the civil rights movement. He said this specifically about Georgia. He says, I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. That we would no longer see someone who looks differently than us 
as something other than, but as a brother, as a sister. And then even taking that reality further into a place where we recognize that they are made in the image of God and we are made in the image of God and us coming together where two or more gathered, there he is, there God resides. And so for us, that's the vision that's been created is that we would begin to move towards this table of brotherhood with someone in our lives, probably close around us, maybe a neighbor, maybe someone we go to school with, someone we work with, someone we see when we drive to maybe work or go to the coffee shop. There are probably people around us. I know there are people around us who look, think, and act differently than us. And so may we begin going after this vision that was given to Paul, that we would begin to see people differently than us as God's chosen people, the one whom he cares about. Not the lesser, not the marginalized, but the priority, the friend, the brother, the one that we share life with. May we move in that vision and begin to see that table of brotherhood playing out here at Grace 